1: Yes, indeed, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We are underway now at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the very first morning of the month of March in the year of our Lord, 2021. Appreciate you being here today. Coming up in about 40 minutes, we're going to talk with one of the stars of CPAC from Sunday afternoon. He was, uh, I believe, the last speaker before President Trump. Big, long delay, about an hour-long delay. Not sure exactly what happened there before President Trump spoke yesterday, but... um Prior to President Trump speaking, it was Ohio's own 4th Congressional District Representative Jim Jordan, and he hit it out of the park. A phenomenal speech by Jim Jordan. He will join us to recap that, talk about some of the other things, maybe in more depth, that he couldn't get into in the speech yesterday. But uh, Jim Jordan will be with us at about 9.48 this morning. Then after the top of the next hour at 10.10, got a message from uh, Tom Zawostowski with the People Convention, Portage County Tea Party. He uh, isn't happy. He isn't happy that the president declared that there will no, be no third party. Tom says we need a third party because President Trump cannot cannot count on or trust the Republican Party to do what is right for America, to really advance the MAGA agenda, to really advance the uh, America First agenda. And to look out for the people, uh, that the Republican Party is just as deep in the swamp as the Democrat Party. He wants the president or the ex president now to ditch the GOP. So I'm gonna ask him, I'm gonna let him explain. He's, he made, he made a really compelling case, he wrote a letter to the president. I read it. Um, actually, uh, declaring why, uh, the president should pull away from the Republican Party and start a third party. But the president yesterday was very, very clear saying, nope, no third party is coming. So, Jim Jordan. And Tom Zabostowski will be joining us this morning on AM 1420, The Answer, and I, of course, will invite you to join us as well. But we will be joined by no one until we stand and say our Pledge of Allegiance. And as a famous man once said, a child shall lead them. In fact, in this case, several children. Thank you, kids. Outstanding job. I don't know who they are. I just pulled a whole bunch of pledges of allegiance from kids, from adults, and uh, and I really want that message to resonate, particularly with the kids. That's why I focus on them. They need lessons in patriotism, and uh, that's extraordinarily important. Okay, now let's dive into it. Uh, obviously, CPAC is now history. It was not a surprise that in the uh, uh, yeah annual uh, straw poll that is conducted by CPAC, and they have this every year, um, of the attendees, just the people in attendance, who would you like to see as president, or at least the, the nominee for president, in the next cycle. They do that every year. And this year was not a big surprise, but Donald Trump ran, uh, or won rather, uh, running away, going away. Uh, overwhelming favorite. Second in the straw poll results, by the way, was a man that I believe is truly a rising star in the party. I actually... um. Put something on my social media about three weeks ago, maybe, after uh, Ron DeSantis said something that I just really appreciated. I said, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like every day that I hear the words DeSantis or the word DeSantis and the number 24 in the same sentence, I get a little bit more excited. I do. I do. I said it and I meant it. And I still mean it. DeSantis 24 has got a great ring to it. But... It will not be Ron DeSantis as the Republican nominee in 2024 if Donald J. Trump says he is going to run again. He stopped short of saying that yesterday at CPAC in his uh, speech. He spoke for about 90 minutes. He stopped short of running for president, but he did declare that the journey for him is far from over. (laughs) To so many wonderful friends,
2: conservatives, and fellow citizens in this room, and all across our country, I stand before you today to declare that the incredible journey we begun together, we went through a journey like nobody else. There's never been a journey like it. There's never been a journey so successful. We began it together four years ago, and it is far from being over.
1: We began the journey four years ago. It is far from being over. That doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to fade off into the sunset. But it also doesn't necessarily mean he's going to run for president again. It could mean that he is just going to lead this party. That he's going to lead the party going forward in whatever capacity he is. doesn't necessarily mean as the candidate for president. He might be the kingmaker rather than the king next time around. That's something, I mentioned Jim Jordan is going to be joining us at about 9.48. That's something that he said yesterday, whether he runs for president or not. This man is running the Democrat Party and running the conservative movement.
3: President Trump's the leader of the conservative movement. He's the leader of the America First movement. He's the leader of the Republican Party. And I hope... The Leader of the conservative movement, the leader of the American First movement, the leader of the Republican Party. And I hope on January 20th, 2025, he is once again the leader of our great.
1: So our charge. J- Jim Jordan making it very, very clear. He's the leader of this movement, and he hopes he will be the leader of the country as well by running for president again. But President Trump has not made any such declaration himself, at least as of yet, or former President Trump. But um, it was clear that CPAC 2021 was all about Donald Trump. Everything led up to that moment, even though there were a lot of other stars whose profiles, I think, are only going to grow in the next four years. I'm going to give you a couple of them. I just mentioned Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, that so many people love for good reasons, including the fact that he did not destroy Florida the way Mike DeWine destroyed Ohio. He did not destroy Florida the way Gavin Newsom continues to destroy California in response to the pandemic. He didn't destroy Ohio the way that Andrew Cuomo destroyed New York, or excuse me, Florida, uh, the way Andrew Cuomo destroyed New York. We can go on and on and on down the list. He refused to lock businesses down. He refused to keep kids out of school for a whole calendar year. He refused all of the pressures to change the way people lived in Florida, and to, uh, and to make them suffer the way so many others have. And I think that's just one reason why Ron DeSantis continues to be a rising star. And if there is not a Trump nomination in 2024, make no mistake about it, the Democrats are scared to death of that. That's why the second impeachment took place wasn't about punishing him for past misdeeds. It was about, or perceived misdeeds, such as the inciting of an insurrection. It was about not letting him run in 2024 because they're terrified that there's no way they can pull off another theft of another election again against him. But if it isn't Trump, I love this guy.
4: And while so many governors over the last year had kept locking people down, Florida lifted people up. Florida is leading in protecting our vulnerable residents, saving the economy, and safeguarding the freedom of our people. In Florida, schools are open. Every Floridian has a right to earn a living and all businesses have a right to operate. Now, we are stronger as a state and much happier as a people because of this leadership. Florida has lower per capita COVID mortality than the national average and lower than 27 other states. Our unemployment rate is lower than the national average, even though tourism isn't fully back. And our budget is in great shape. We have not touched one red cent from our rainy day fund throughout this whole time. Florida got it right, and the lockdown states got it wrong.
1: I'll tell you what, the way Ron DeSantis managed this crisis, this pandemic, in Florida is just inspiring. I mean, it really is. It's phenomenal. I love Ron DeSantis. I love what I'm hearing from him on a daily basis. I I also love the fact that about three weeks ago, somebody asked him why he wasn't wearing a mask at some event or another, and he said, if I have a mask on, how am I supposed to drink beer? Which did not exactly harm him, <laughs> uh, in the eyes of a lot of conservative Trump voters. Uh, that was terrific. Another governor who did almost things, did things almost identically to, way, to the way that uh, Ron DeSantis did them in Florida is the brilliant Christy Nome in uh, South Dakota. She is also a rising star and somebody whose face I could see at the top or at the number two spot on a ticket four years from now. I absolutely could see Christy Noem being a major force in the next presidential race somehow, some way, She also hit it out of the park at CPAC.
5: Now, most governors shut down their states. What followed was record unemployment, businesses closed, most schools were shuttered, and communities suffered. And the U.S. economy came to an immediate halt. Now, let me be clear. COVID didn't crush the economy. Government crushed the economy. Then, just as quickly, government turned around and held itself out as the savior. And frankly, the Treasury Department can't print money fast enough to keep up with Congress's wish list. But not everyone has followed this path. For those of you who don't know, South Dakota is the only state in America that never ordered a single business or church to close.
1: I absolutely love her leadership. I love her courage. I love her clarity. I love her brilliance. And I love that line, and I want to hear it again.
5: And the U.S. economy came to an immediate halt. Now, let me be clear. COVID didn't crush the economy. Government crushed the economy. Again. Now, let me be clear. COVID didn't crush the economy. Government crushed the economy.
1: That was one of the best lines of the entire four days of CPAC, and it was a thousand percent accurate. Governor Christie Noem, and she would not allow the government to crush the economy in her state. Ron DeSantis DeSantis did not allow government to crush the economy in his state. Now, we sit here in the Buckeye state. We all, the greatest nation in the world, or greatest state in the nation, rather, sorry. Um, you know, we're proud of being Buckeyes, obviously, but let's be honest. Ohio is lagging. behind so many other states because we have weak and ineffectual leadership in the little Napoleon, uh, Mike DeWine, who did crush the the economy in the state, who has done nothing to revive it. Mike DeWine listening to liberals like Amy Acton, letting them call all of the shots. uh, Mike DeWine had absolutely no clue how to handle this. Still doesn't. We're still suffering because of him. And can you imagine? Had we been uh, living under the gu- the gubernatorial leadership of a Christy Nome or a Ron DeSantis or somebody in states the red states who did it absolutely right. All right, so uh, we got a lot to talk about here, and I'm going to ask you a very simple question, and I want you to ring the phone lines and answer it. Do you think the Republican Party and the United States of America would be best served by another Donald J. Trump nomination in 2024? When he is seventy-seven, pushing seventy-eight years old, which is the age Joe Biden is now, or will it, will it be time for a new face, a Christy Nome, a Ron DeSantis, a Tom Cotton? There are a lot of brilliant, brilliant conservatives who are full-on America First supporters, like Donald Trump. Can someone who is not Trump take the Trump? Message: Take the Trump agenda, take America first, and carry it forward. As a younger generation of conservatives uh, ascend to to you know leadership positions, must it be Donald Trump in 2024, or would you prefer another face, but one that is working in concert with Donald Trump and the agenda of America first? And you can tell me who that is. That's what CPAC was all about, by the way. It's kind of putting a, a spotlight on all of these rising conservative stars, as well as those who are leaders now. What do you think? In 2021, it's only March of 2021, but look ahead to the election in 2024. Do you want Donald Trump again, or do you want the same Donald Trump messaging, agenda, America First policies, but being having that banner carried by a DeSantis or a gnome or a Cotton or Scott or anybody else. I would love to hear from you on that. 216 901 0945. Dial me now. We'll put you up on AM 1420 Dance.
3: Have a question for Bob? A comment? A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806.
1: Call the authority message line. Absolutely, and that's 24-7, by the way. If you wake up at 3 a.m. just ticked off at France because of something he said earlier that morning, pick up that phone, call that message line, and leave it. And if it's uh, interesting, even if it's critical, I'll play it. We'll talk about it on the air. So uh, we're happy about that. Uh, I want to hear that line one more time. I just got people texting me and saying, that was awesome. Can we please hear that again? I think it was indeed every bit, uh, every bit that awesome. Let me see if I can cue it up real quick on the fly here. Christy Noam, the governor of South Dakota, maybe with the line of the CPAC convention.
5: COVID didn't crush the economy. Government crushed the economy.
1: You can tell. You can tell how much the CPAC audience there in Orlando, Florida enjoyed that line. Government was responsible for everything we suffered, not the virus. Viruses are going to happen. And, yes, people are going to get sick, and some people are going to die. And guess what else? We don't condemn everyone else to some sort of economic death or social death or mental health death because of those things. And that's what government had done. Okay, let's go to Greater Cleveland. Jan wants to talk to us about whether or not in 2024 it should be a Trump nomination for the Republican Party or the Trump message but being carried by a fresh face. Jan, what do you think?
6: Uh, Hi, Bob. Uh, I think the talking point that the opposition party would throw out there 100 times a day if Donald Trump ran was, we cannot put another 77-year-old in the White House because this 77-year-old is going to be a disaster and people on the fringes who don't care what's going on and make their decision on one fact—that's how they vote. And I just—I just think uh, DeSantis or uh, There's so many great guys out there in Cotton. Uh, I, I and I, I hope Donald Trump will help them win. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt. There's
1: no doubt if if whoever is going to win that nomination, if they are going to win the presidency, they're going to need Donald Trump's help because he is so still extraordinarily popular. Now, this is also uh, coming off the heels of the "quote unquote" stolen election. And thanks for the call, Jan. Um, We'll see where things are three years from now. But literally, his his popularity is is as high now as it was when he was elected in in uh, November of 2016. Um, so whoever it is going to be, if it isn't Trump, is going to need Trump's full and total support, backing, and they, they're going to have, have to coordinate the, you know, the MAGA America First message with uh, whoever the, with President Trump, whoever that may be, is going to have to work with President Trump. Uh, thank you, Jan. Brett is in Worcester. Hey, Brett, go right ahead. Hey, Bob.
6: Hey, Brett. Long time no talk. I can't what's hear you. Up, Are you in there?
1: My, I hear you, Brett. I'm just waiting for you to tell me who you like in 2024 based on what we saw at uh, CPAC.
6: Well, I love Donald Trump through and through, but I think he'd be a lightning rod for the uh, for the Democrat Party and the the media, just like he was before. I'm all in on, on DeSantis. I don't know if you saw his interview on Levin last night, but he's just an awesome
1: individual. i did not see him yeah he is great he is a great leader he's a great individual i think he's a great thinker i did not see him on levin i was mostly kind of listening to his speech at cpac and other things but i will have to go back and look at that i always record life liberty and levin every sunday night so i just didn't get a chance to watch it yet but uh so you're all in on desantis i'm going to keep my own little straw poll here thank you ron i appreciate the phone call jan says new face Ron, uh, Brett says specifically Ron DeSantis. First two calls are for someone else other than President Trump to lead the way in 2024. What say you? 216-901-0945 or 888 281 Right back.
0: Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die this is the bob france authority on am 1420
6: the answer
5: now let me be clear covid didn't crush the economy government crushed the economy true
1: the words uh, are rarely spoken. That I can tell you. Christy Noem hit a home run at the uh, uh, CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, uh, held in Orlando, Florida for the last four days. She was a star. Uh, uh, Jim Jordan, our own Jim Jordan, is going to be joining me in about ten minutes. Also had a great uh, speech yesterday prior to President Trump taking the stage. Here's Jim Jordan.
3: Do you have a functioning First Amendment when only one side's allowed to talk? Do you have free speech when the left controls what can be said? They want to be able to say whatever they can about us, but we're not allowed to talk. They want to be able to lie about us. We're not allowed to tell the truth about them.
1: Jim Jordan talking about cancel culture yesterday.
3: Think about this one. Think about this one. January 6, 2017, Democrats can object to the electors, can, can object to counting the electors from 10 states. But on January 6, 2021, Republicans aren't allowed to
1: object to the electors from six states. And that's what they did, by the way. That's exactly what the left said. The, you know, When they were screaming that you know, the right uh, and Trump and everyone else incited that insurrection, even by having people dare to challenge the results of the election on the day of the certification of the elections. Uh, correctly pointing out, this is what they have done numerous times in the past, but suddenly it's off limits? So the reason the Democrats are so out to cancel us is because they don't like
3: the fact that we tell the truth about them. They like the fact that they can engage in this hypocrisy and this double standard. And who do they want to cancel most? Who do they want? What individual do they want to cancel most? Yeah, the guy who did what he said when he was president of the United States, right? They want to cancel the guy. Yeah, you can clap for the president. You're going to get to do that a lot here this afternoon. There... They're, they're obsessed with it. They tried to remove him from office before he got there. They tried to remove him from office after he'd already left. It's an obsession with the Democrats. They don't like someone who actually came to the town and took on the swamp. They don't like someone who actually comes to that town and fights for all of us. No president. Look, I'm getting old now. I'm 57. No president in my lifetime... Has done more of what they said they would do than President Trump did during his four years as our president.
1: So Jim Jordan, uh, kind of striking. Jim Jordan, kind of striking the tone there that I'm talking about right now. Clearly, Donald Trump ran uh, uh, ran away with the straw poll at CPAC to be the nominee in 2024. That's who Republicans and conservatives want to see. But I want to know. I'll be honest with you. I asked two people very 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 close to me uh on saturday about this and um i said would you be happy if trump was the nominee again in 2024 and both of them were trump supporters and trump voters and both of them said no i said why and they said because i can't anymore Take what all of the hatred from the left, and it seems so extraordinarily difficult to do anything, to talk about anything politically, when Donald Trump is president, because they are completely in the full throes of TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome, and it's so hard. Now they said they want Trump, but they know what Trump will bring, which is going to be that extraordinary, you know, uh, clash and conflict. So they said to me, both people in separate conversations said to me, I'd like somebody like him, but that's not him. Somebody like him, somebody doing his work, somebody carrying his flag, somebody doing MAGA, doing America First, but not him. Can we find that person? And that's the reason I'm kind of throwing this out there is my question to you. Would you like a fresh face still carrying the Trump banner, or must it be then 77-year-old Donald Trump, in your opinion? So far, I've asked two people. They've uh, both said DeSantis. Actually, Jan said, I don't know, DeSantis, T- Con, there's a lot of good ones. But since she said DeSantis first, I put him down uh, as uh, as having one of the two votes here so far. Let's get others. Navy Van Norm in Strongsville. You're on AM 1420. The answer, go ahead.
6: Bob, DeSantis and Norm. That's the ticket. And you know how much I love Trump. I mean, I'd go to hell and back for him. But he's going to be older. And he's still the lightning rod. And... I don't think, you know, that the people are prepared to go through this again. So I think the Santa's a And by the way, I like that line you keep playing. But the second line she said, I love, we're the only state that did not close our churches or our businesses. That's a great point. It is. It is. And I mean, that's the kind of thing we need for next time. I love Donald Trump dearly. I hope he's the uh, de facto head of the Republican Party. But I think it's time for a fresh face, and especially for the young people, to basically attract the young people. And I think seeing a a DeSantis and seeing a Christy Gnome, they're wholesome, they're pro-life, they're pro-America, you know, and it's still going to be America first, but I think it's time for some fresh
1: and that's the key here and i'm so glad you put it that way thank you norm for the phone call it is exactly that we want somebody to still continue to push the same agenda um it's we're not talking about trump or a rhino we're not talking about trump or some establishment republican that's a little nicer a little easier to talk to maybe a little bit more comfortable on a stage or whatever it is that you you may not like about trump no 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 with the exact same type of Pro-America, pro-law and order, pro-borders, um, uh, pro-low uh, taxes, anti-massive uh, regulation, anti-higher uh, you know uh, uh, higher taxes. It kind of goes along with lower taxes, you get the point. But the same Trump agenda that we all loved so much, but, but with a different messenger this time around. That's what a lot of people are saying. And uh, you heard it right there, DeSantis gnome in 24 is what uh, Navy Man Norm says. Let's see what Valerie in Brexville says. Hi, Valerie, you're on the air. Go right ahead.
5: Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I am a staunch supporter of President Trump, and I would like to see him run again. And the reason why is because... Uh, he should be our president right now. The election was stolen from him. He still had so much more left to do. And uh, also, he is the man who got our jobs back. And I just don't believe that uh, anybody else can do what he's been able to do, even though, yes, he is a lightning rod, and, yes, uh, the left will come for him again. But they're going to come for any Republican candidate. They will try to eviscerate, whether it's DeSantis or anybody else. They will go hard at them. And Donald Trump, as far as I'm concerned, is the man for the job.
1: I've got your vote down. Great uh, argument, Valerie. I appreciate that. Thanks very much. And you're right, by the way. Uh, they will come for anybody that uh, you know wins that nomination, no doubt about it. But I can guarantee you this. If Trump were to run and win in 2024... You can be guarantee, guaranteed that there would be at least two more impeachments, just like there was in the two, you know, two impeachments in his first term. Nobody else engenders that kind of hatred from the left, quite like Donald Trump does. Nobody else. They would be hard-pressed to do that to Christy Noem. They would be hard-pressed to do that to Ron DeSantis. But you better believe they would do that to Donald Trump again. There's no question in my mind. Let me get one more vote in from Chuck in North Ridgeville real quick. Hey, Chuck, go ahead. Who do you like in 2024 yes. as of the right president now? The
4: all way. the way, Donald Trump. What does a lightning rod do? It protects the house. He's been through it. He knows the people he wants. He knows how he's going to do it this time. And they're going to impeach anyone. No, anyone. They got this. That's the paradigm. The second paradigm is someone's got to fix the voting. There's only one guy with the cojones to do it. And that would be Donald Trump.
1: I've got your vote down, Chuck. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, so it's two to two right now. No, I'm sorry, three to two. Three to Santis, two Trump. And just this very quick, uh, you know, little uh, caller straw poll. We're going to have to be without votes here for a little while because we have guests coming up. Jim Jordan will join us here in just a couple of minutes. Tom Zawistowski will join us after the top of the hour. And we'll be back to taking more of your straw poll votes after CPAC 2021. After this. Okay, 948, we continue now on this Monday edition of The Authority. Appreciate you being here, and I also appreciate hearing from this guy. We heard from him plenty yesterday at CPAC 2021. Who do they
3: wa- what individual do they want to cancel most? Yeah, the guy who did what he said when he was President of the United States, right? They want to cancel the guy. They're, they're, they're obsessed with it. They tried to remove him from office before he got there. They tried to remove him from office after he'd already left. It's an obsession with the Democrats. They don't like someone who actually came to the town and took on the swamp. They don't like someone who actually comes to that town and fights for all of us. No president, look, I'm getting old now, I'm 57. No president in my lifetime has done more of what they said they would do than President Trump did during his four years as our president.
1: And that is why Congressman Jim Jordan stated yesterday unequivocally that Donald J. Trump is the leader of the conservative movement, the leader of the Republican Party, and he hopes, as he closed his speech, that he will be in 2024 once again the leader of all of us as President of the United States. Congressman Jordan, good to have you. As always, sir, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Bob.
3: Good to be with you again, uh, uh... Yeah, it was a great, it was a great event, uh, Bob, and the, the president gave just a tremendous speech. I don't know how many different standing ovations he got uh, when he came in there and said, Do you miss me? And, and uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of energy in that room. And, and you're, you're right. Uh, uh, we've talked about this before. He is the leader of the conservative movement, the leader of the America First movement, the leader of our party. And I hope, as I said yesterday, that he will once again be the leader of our great country.
1: Now, Congressman, uh, the part about being the leader of the party is what I want to talk to you about here for a second. Because sure. President Trump, President Trump, there have been a lot of people who have said, you know what? The Republicans don't have your back. The Mitch McConnells of the world, the Romneys of the world, all of these other Republicans are going to be Thorne Cheney. They're all going to be thorns in your side. Maybe you should start a new party. This is how he addressed that. And
2: I want you to know that I'm going to continue to fight Right by your side, we will do what we've done right from the beginning, which is to win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party.
1: So that put to bed any question that he might be thinking about a patriot party or a Trump party or any other other kind of a party. Do you believe, Congressman Jordan, that the Republican Party can unite behind him or behind somebody else with the MAGA agenda? Um and, and and not, you know, not continually divide themselves between establishment quote unquote rhinos and and true conservatives?
3: Yeah, a couple of things, Bob. One, one, you don't need to start a new party when you're the leader of the existing party. So that that's obvious. You saw the polling results yesterday. I mean, and ninety some ninety eight percent of the Republicans uh, approve of President Trump. It's an unbelievable number. So yeah. you're the leader of the Republican Party. He's right about that. Yes, we can unite because there's just a just a fringe. There's just a few people. Now in, they happen to be in Washington. Uh, uh, a few people in Washington, but the vast, vast. Vast majority of Republicans and, and frankly, independents and Democrats who are now Republicans, because that a lot of the Republican Party now are Democrats who come over, um, uh, they all understand that President Trump is the leader of this movement and is the leader of this party, and that is a good thing. That and and that's why a handful of people in Washington don't like it. Because they like the swamp. They like people who actually say one thing at election time, get to D.C., and then don't do it. They don't. It, 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 it's a shock to some people in Washington. Well, you're actually going to do what you said you were going to do. But the American people, they find that so refreshing that Donald Trump said he was going to cut taxes and did, said he was going to put the embassy in Jerusalem and did, said he was going to build a wall and did, and a host of other things he got accomplished. So, um, yeah, he's the leader. It is good. We are going to come together. I think in two years we will take back the House. So in the meantime, we gotta hold off the Democrats and the crazy thing they're doing, but I think we're gonna take back the House, and then in four years, I hope, I hope President Trump runs, and I think he will win and be our president again.
1: I don't know how much longer a guy like Mitch McConnell is going to be in Washington. He's up there as well. But, I mean, you know, here's the reason why so many people called for President Trump to start a new party. When the day that President Trump was acquitted in the Senate, Mitch McConnell explained his vote saying it was solely on the constitutional basis, but on the merits, he said Donald Trump was guilty. He all but Uh called for a criminal prosecution of the president for for inciting that riot at the Capitol. When you have that guy who's your Senate minority leader and just, of course, fresh off of being the Senate majority leader, extraordinarily powerful in the party and in the country saying that, you know, this man should almost be prosecuted. It really makes you wonder, does the Republican Party have his back well, as much as it needs to?
3: But you saw how quickly Senator McConnell had a come-to-Jesus moment and because it was about a week later when he said, well, yeah, if President Trump is, is our nominee, I'm going to support him for president. So it was shazam. That, that changed pretty quick because my, my, my guess is he saw the same polling numbers that we've all been talking about. So that changed pretty darn quick. You're right, he gave that speech, but it was, it was about a week later when everything seemed to kind of change. And he said, well, yeah, I would support President Trump if he's our nominee and running for president. So, again, I think, I think so many people understand. They A they, you know, few people in Washington can kind of wish it were different, but I am glad it's the way it is. And, and, and they understand that there is such strong support for President Trump. Um, and, you know, I've, now I think I've said it here three times, but, yeah. man, I hope he runs, uh, and I've encouraged him to run. I've told him I, every time I talk to him, I, I encourage him to run.
1: I can't help but wonder, you know, how much the support from Mitch McConnell is going to be legitimate and real, though, and how much impact it will have, considering everything he said before this. But, but yeah, uh, you know, that that's a big part of this. Congressman, I'm going to ch- change gears here and talk about what continues to look like. I don't know. Uh, it looks uh, a little bit like the Kremlin with all of the barbed wire. We talked about this last week: the barbed wire and the fencing and the guards and everything else around yeah, the Capitol. Crazy. Um let's talk about what's really going on there. Um there was a story that I read over the weekend and I'm told you saw it as well about Nancy Pelosi in a conversation that she had um about the uh, uh, placement of National Guard troops just in the event there is any unrest on January 6th that there's a call for National Guardsmen to be put on at the, on the Capitol grounds and the sergeant-at-arms is is relaying this story uh yeah. and she essentially said no. Because this was at a time, as we recall, when President Trump kept threatening to send National Guardsmen to Seattle and Portland and other places that were just being overrun by violence. And the left kept saying, no, no, you can't do that. You can't militarize the city. She made the call, it seems anyway, to say no National Guardsmen could be there at the Capitol on that day. Then is complaining about the fact that there was no security when the riot actually took place. Can you shed any light on that?
3: Exactly right, Bob. I mean, all last summer, Democrats, including the Speaker of the House, were, were, were against bringing in National Guard to these cities that were under siege, uh, like, like Portland, Oregon, for over 120 days. So it, it would lead, in the lead up to the, the counting of the electors on January 6th, the sergeant of arms conveys to House administration that it was clear from the Speaker's office that there should not be national guard because of the optics, and it, but but, right. but the, the main reason is because they had made such an issue of it all last summer. They said, "Oh, we we can't bring him there now," even though law enforcement said we need national guard, even though intelligence said we need, we think we need national guard there. The, the, the three sources said that conversation uh, that that message was conveyed, and so uh, but it makes sense. It makes sense because of what they did all last summer, and the other thing that happened last week, Bob, just to this point, Andy, know who's been chronicling the, the, how radical Antifa is, Andy No testified last week, and he made a great point. He said, what took place on the Capitol that day, January 6th? He said, that happened 120 days straight in Portland, Oregon. And think of the difference in how the politicians have reacted, how little they did for Portland, and, uh, and, and now this compound they have and this fencing and wall they have around the Capitol. It's ridiculous. <sighs>
1: It is um, it is beyond ridiculous, and as a matter of fact, let's talk about how ridiculous it is when we get from the Democrats uh, who are asked about the storming of Capitol buildings. As a matter of fact, it was during the confirmation hearing, I believe... I'm trying to remember which which uh, which uh, nominee was yeah. was talking about this, uh, and maybe you can refresh my memory memory last week. Who talked about the difference was it was it uh, was it the AG nominee? It might it have been, yeah. been. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, talking about how the attacks on state capitals happened at night, so therefore that's not yeah. an insurrection. Merrick, Merrick Garland, yeah, the, if it happens, right, oh, right. It, it was Merrick. Okay, thank you. It was Merrick right. Garland. It happened at night, so that's not an insurrection. But this happened during the day, as an actual, uh, as an actual, uh, uh, you know, hearing was going yeah. on. Uh, so therefore, not that is insurrection. Can you explain it's that? Not
3: domestic terrorism. Well, it, it, it means the Attorney General said it's not domestic terrorism if it happens after five o'clock because business hours they weren't conducting the business of the people. I mean, how ridiculous? Ask Andy. No. Who had you know? Ask Andy Know about Antifa. Who was doing this kind of stuff? Ask Andy Know what happened to him in 2009 when Antifa uh, hit him in the head with a with a milkshake filled with cement. Ask and and he had to be hospitalized. Ask ask the people of Portland, the property owners, ask the law enforcement in that town what it was like when the siege took place on the federal court building, federal building, and yet you have the nominee for attorney general saying, "Oh no no, that's not domestic terrorism." Uh, I mean, Americans have common sense, Bob. They, they see, they can see through this how the, how Democrats have to finagle and wiggle and change and make, make ridiculous arguments to appease the radical left that is now such a part of their base. And they see it all the way across the issues. They see it with the cancel. Last week they tried to cancel, they tried to cancel Kermit the Frog and the Muppets and Mr. Potato Head all in one week. So that's how ridiculous they are. And the American people see how crazy the left has become, and that's why we got to push back on them. And it's also why I think we're going to take back the House. In 2022.
1: Well, with the new week comes a new target. By the way, and this morning it's Dr. Seuss. I don't know if you saw that or not. But this morning it's <laughs> I have Dr. Not Seuss. Seen it. It. Yeah, yeah, those star-bellied snitches. Yeah, the star story of the starbelly <laughs> snitches is uh, is completely racist. It's unbelievable. Oh, no. uh, but but to, yeah. since since you brought that up, um, you, you a big part of your speech yesterday was about cancel culture, and I just want to ask you about the bigger issue here, which is you know freedom of the press. The the left is literally trying to get networks, and I know you have yeah. talked about this before, but uh, but they're not stopping about this. They're, they're they're calling for Congress to have hearings as to whether or not uh, network news uh, agencies that provide quote-unquote misinformation or disinformation, and they it's specifically scary. target Newsmax, One American News, and Fox, should they be allowed to stream into American homes. So freedom of the press is really, they're trying to cancel the First Amendment as much as anything yep. else, literally.
3: Yep. Do you have a functioning First Amendment when only one side's allowed to talk? Do you have free speech when the left is the only entity that can determine what's allowed to be said? That is how crazy it is. That is what is going on, and every single one of us has to speak out against it. And, and, and here's the scary thing. There used to be Democrats who wanted a fair debate, who, who valued the First Amendment. In fact, one of them is my friend right there in Cleveland, Ohio, Dennis Kucinich. Dennis is, is left. I'm on the conservative side. We're, we have b- very different views, but he valued the Constitution just as much as you and I do, Bob. That, that, that used to be where the Democrat Party is. Today, they're authoritarian. Today, they want to cancel you. They want to cancel Fox News. They want to cancel me. Anyone who speaks against, cause they like the fact that they can, they can lie about us, but we can't tell the truth about them. That gives them more power, more control. And that is frightening. And it should frighten every one of your listeners. It should frighten every single American who cares about the Constitution.
1: I completely concur. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, great job at CPAC. I'm so glad you were there, so glad you spoke to the nation, and I'm so glad you're here with us each and every Monday to shed some light on these situations. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. All right, there's uh, Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, it's 10.01, so we'll get to news now. And on the flip side of that, we'll start start our number two with a guy who says President Trump is wrong to stay with the Republican Party. We're going to talk to a guy said President Trump needs to start a third party immediately if he really hopes to save this country. I'll let him explain himself coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Two
2: friends haven't called me together.